Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm Naomi. I'm excited to be here and excited to um, have you here on another episode of the Planners on Purpose podcast. Uh, I am just excited to be here, not only because I just love talking to you guys every single week, but then also because I haven't really been here the last few weeks, and I'm kind of torn up about that. Um, But, you know, as things sometimes happen and getting your way of doing some of the things you're setting out to do. And I'm just glad that now I'm able to readjust schedules to make sure that I can accommodate for you. So excited to be here, excited to be putting on another episode. And this is a good one. Um, As you know, we've been talking a little bit about our plans and what we've been doing to set out to meet our goals this year. We started off the year really developing our plans for ourselves, figuring out how to visualize it, putting it into some type of written form for us to be able to follow along with our successes as we meet with them. But now we're getting towards the end of February and we are really in the mix. We are in it, in the thick of it, right? And that is usually when opposition hits. So this episode is all about the opposition factor, really talking about some of those obstacles and challenges that happen and that come to light when we start something new. So the first opposition factor I wanted to talk about today was imposter syndrome. Have you heard about imposter syndrome? What it is and um, how you can overcome it is what I'm really interested in. Now, imposter syndrome is something that everyone suffers from at some point in time. And if they haven't said that they have suffered from it, believe me, they have. <laughs> so it really affects many and many people, especially when you're learning something new, you're starting something new. And it's really a psychological pattern, which, um, which an individual doubts their skills, they doubt their talents and their accomplishments. And you have kind of this persistent anxiety or fear because you feel like you're going to be exposed. You feel like you're a fraud to this new space that you're trying to um, get into or to to start. So that's what imposter syndrome is. And it really can take the form of a lot of different things. And many people really suffer from it. You know, perfectionists do. Um, you're looking to be perf- so perfect that you uh, tend to really wonder what everyone is thinking. And that's driving your need to be perfect. Those people that are looking to be kind of a Superman, you know, you're wearing your life with a cape, <laughs> um, can definitely suffer from this. A natural genius or a soloist or expert. There's some studies out there that suggest that over 70% of people experience imposter syndrome in some point in their career, right? So, This helps to address it because there are certain settings that 
really give light more to imposter syndrome, or I would say that are triggers for this imposter syndrome to come up. So I like talking about this because when we're starting something new, when we're going into a new direction, that's usually where this comes up. So we have a new environment. We have something different that we want to do with our lives. We perhaps want to get a promotion or we want to get another job, right? And getting that other job means that you're going to have to be putting yourself out there to get an, uh, get that position. So that really um, triggers some imposter syndrome for us because we want people to see us for who we really are. So also, if you're finding yourself doing a lot more networking during this time because of the fact that perhaps you need to get out there more, there could be some imposter syndrome around that too. Um, so the key thing is that a lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome and that if you're aware of it, you're able to address it more wholeheartedly instead of just living within that anxiety all of the time. So for those of you that attend our book clubs, we read a book uh, a couple of months ago called Presence, and it was by um, Amy Cuddy. So in her book, it's so funny, she talks about that that uh, imposter syndrome. She calls it imposterum. And she says, new situations may stoke old fears and future sensations of inadequacy might reawaken long forgotten insecurities. But the more we are aware of our anxieties, the more we communicate them. And the smarter we are about how they operate and the easier they'll be to shrug off the next time they pop up. It's a game of whack-a-mole. We can win. So again, it's it's one of those things that now that you know that this happens, you're able to say, oh, okay, I understand what's happening. And you can feel free to show up more authentically because it's something that you know that can occur. And you should just be free to um, to to move forward. So I just would love for you to be able to continue to tell yourself that you're good enough, that you can do this, that if it wasn't something that was um, given to you to do, it's a dream that you set out for yourself. And it's something that you are going to provide yourself the steps in order to get to where you need to go. And you can get there. So make sure that you're keeping that in your back pocket as you're going throughout um, tackling this this imposter syndrome as as an obstacle of op- opposition. Okay. So the second opposition factor that I wanted to talk about today was comparing. Now, this is a big one because um, because with imposter syndrome, you're really getting over that obstacle of yourself and you're feeling like you're not good enough, right? However, comparing is a little different because comparing, you're looking externally, you're looking to someone else, you see their story, or at least you see the cover, their their cover story (laughs) or their face, and you are determining that your story doesn't matter or that you need to tell a different story because of what you see. And that's really not always what you should do. Everyone has a different experience. We all have our set of values that we uh, base our lives off of. We all have been brought up um, with a certain upbringing that really affects and molds and shapes our lives. So for you to compare yourself to another person, it just doesn't, it can't equal out because you're completely unique. So 
comparing always brings these feelings of shame and inadequacy that um, really aren't helpful. However, if you do compare yourself or you do look to people for inspiration, that actually could be a good thing. <laughs> um, we can look externally to provide some insights and inspiration or even aspiration from others to use as we're creating and editing our own story. And that's exactly how it should be used. However, it's really easy to compare ourselves to others and try to do the checks and balances on if you have everything that another person has. And that really doesn't get you anywhere. But in this whole circle of shame and, you know, kind of unhealthy competitiveness, and um, it eventually can break you down. So it's really important when you're looking at comparing that you're definitely um, wielding that in a really healthy way instead of um, instead of not. And I would like to offer you uh, Brene Brown. I really enjoy Brene Brown. If you haven't read Brene Brown's books, you should get every single one of them because <laughs> they're so great. But Brene also, she talks a lot about shame, vulnerability, but that also comes into this comparing because comparing can get us into the point where we are shaming ourselves. And I really love this quote that she had in the book, Daring Greatly. She says, when we stop caring about what people think, we lose our capacity for connection. When we become defined by what people think, we lose our willingness to be vulnerable. If we dismiss all the criticism, we lose out on important feedback. But if we subject ourselves to hatefulness, our spirits get crushed. It is a tight rope. Shame resilience is a balanced bar. And the safety net below is the one or two people in our lives who can help us reality check the criticism and cynicism. So, Again, there is some value in what people think. There is some value in what we see that we can use to enlighten our lives. But if we use it in an unhealthy way, and if it allows us to be subject to hate or getting our spirit crushes, that's where we really need to be mindful of it. And it really just takes those people in your lives, like we talked about, our accountability partners and how accountability matters. It really takes those people to help kind of bring you up out of that and help you look at some of the beautiful parts of comparing and inspiration versus um, some of the ones that aren't um, aren't well. So be mindful of comparing. That can definitely certainly be an opposition factor. Now, it takes so much energy to really get your task going, to get going, to be able to meet your deadlines, to be able to check off the projects that you said you wanted to do for this year. And I just want you to be mindful that if you're feeling a little bit of pressure as we're trying to take those uh, those initiatives up, it is absolutely normal. And I love this analogy that someone, um, I wish I could remember who it was, but someone else said it wasn't me. <laughs> but it was all about a plane and talking about how planes fly. And when planes are trying to take off and trying to take off the ground, there's a very massive amount of friction that the plane has and that inertia to get up into the air. Now, you can parallel this to you trying to get your goals accomplished and trying to start something new. There is going to be that time frame where you need to 
dig your heels in and you need to give it all you got in order to get going, in order for you to get some traction so that you can lift yourself up into the air and then hopefully have some smooth sailing from there. So make sure you're thinking about that because if you are feeling that pressure right now at the very top, you know, top of this 2021 year, that might be what you're experiencing. However, we just want to be careful that we stay cautious and mindful about how much energy we are expressing and taking in so that we are able to get up into the air in a healthy way. Now I have one more or a couple more areas for you. The third one is deflecting. And deflection is an opposition factor because it's working against you instead of for you. And what I mean from deflecting is that when you deflect all these good vibes that are coming your way in an effort for you to be a little miss humble or really just trying to be so humble about what your situation is. Sometimes when we deflect, we block all of the things that all the all awesome goodness that's coming to you. So you want to be able to make sure that you're just just accepting that in. It's 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 good flow. It's good energy for you, right? So I would just suggest that if someone tells you, for example, hey Susie, you've been doing such a great job at working out. I'm really seeing you and that's amazing. So if your response is usually, ah, it's nothing. I'm just trying to do what I can. Um, that's a little bit of a sign of deflection. Or if you say, oh, I'm so bad at it. I, I'm, I'm not doing really well. That's another area of deflection. Truly, that person is telling you, you're doing amazing. They're seeing you. You're a good example for them because they're seeing you do it. And they want to express that to you. And so a really good way and a really simple way to address those things is just a simple thank you. (laughs) To just simply say, thank you. You know, thank you. I've been really working on it. Those things help allow all that good energy to hit you and it helps propel you forward because if you deflect on top of you uh, really dismissing what that person is saying and they're truly being authentic by telling you you're doing great, you also are putting on top of that something that isn't really helping because it's bringing you a little bit further down. So I would just ask you to be mindful of deflection because as you're setting off and you're doing these things and doing great things and putting your best self out there, people are going to recognize it and they're going to say awesome things and they're going to to really love what you're doing. Just accept it and keep moving and use that energy as part of that friction and inertia to get you up into the air. And then finally, I just want to put a little bit of caution around burnout. The reason being is because although we're really trying to get things going and get up into the air as much as we can, there is that burnout factor. There is that factor that we might put too much energy into getting up in the air or that we take on too much. So we want to be very mindful that as we are saying yes to the things that we want that's going to create our ideal life, our ideal situation at work, our ideal situation at home, that we're also saying no, things just have to balance out. (laughs) So you do have to say no eventually to certain things, or you might have to lessen how much energy or how much time you put into other things. So 
that is what it is. Um, it doesn't mean you can't have it all, but it does mean that some things might not get the level of attention that they used to before. So it's important to say no or to adjust the expectations in that area that you can't give that much time to. And when you do that, you're just effectively managing yourself, which is very important. You are important. You're managing yourself as you're trying to meet your goals. And you're making sure that you're meeting your goals in a healthy way. Pressure is okay. Going through a little bit of good stress is great. It's just that when you start to go to the point where you're burning out, that you want to avoid it and balance it as you go. So I would just invite you to really try to stay cautious and avoid that burnout. Now, if you're already in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, Naomi, I might already be there. I've already might have um, gotten myself in a position where I am totally burnt out. Well, I'm just going to invite you to a free course that I just put out and I'm excited about it. It's a free mini course on managing your burnout. And you can get that right at the Planners on Purpose website. So go to plannersonpurpose.com backslash managing burnout, and you will um, be able to read more about it and sign up for it. It's absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And the reason why I decided to create this course was because many people, especially in the event industry, suffer from burnout. CareerCast has told us that Event planning is probably the sixth most stressful job in the world. And so it's just really important for us to not be in that space and to be able to manage our manage our burnout appropriately when we are seeing it. So I invite you to go ahead, download that and get started. And I would welcome your feedback and how it works for you. Okay, so my friends, that's awesome. And it's amazing. And we're all done. I've given you three simple ways that opposition might come into your life, and then some tips on how to overcome that. And then again, I want you to stay mindful of burning out, that we want to be mindful of how we're growing during this time and trying to avoid that burnout factor. So I really enjoyed speaking with you. I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you soon. Bye now. Well, that wraps it up for this episode if you enjoyed the conversation hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments thanks for listening and we'll see you next time